Hello and welcome to the Edinburgh Football Podcast, episode four. I am Andrew, and alongside me is Callum. Callum, how are we doing today? Very well, mate. What about yourself? Yes, I'm doing great. Thank you. Uh, tonight, another jam-packed show. It's been full on in, uh, in our senior game in Edinburgh. We'll speak Hibs, Hearts, Edinburgh City, and matters from the local league. We'll start, Callum. Last Thursday evening, Hibs were away in Molda for the, the second leg of their Europa League qualifier, Callum, and it was it was Molda three, Hibs nil. Um, I missed the opportunity in the first leg, Callum. We, we did discuss that, and it, it came back to haunt us, didn't it? Yeah, should have should have taken something over there to defend to give us half a chance. But when you go over there and you defend the way that Hibs did, you're never going to get anywhere at this level. Uh, got away with it in Runovic, defending like that because mm-hmm. they're brutal. But much do that against a team. But they're much the same against Tripoli as well. Maybe if it wasn't for Bogdan with a couple of unbelievable saves, then and and, and you know Tripoli also missed a. An absolute sitter, the, the header, yeah. you know, so it could have been the same again over in Tripoli. Um, so uh, I, I suppose a result like that might, might have been coming just with the way that Hibs are defending away. Yeah, especially just the goals that Hibs conceded are just so basic, yeah. so bad. And you just think to yourself, oh my God. And not so, every single one of them was avoidable. Yeah. Okay, well, well, we'll go through them then, Callum. First goal, um, I've obviously, well, most of us weren't there, obviously, so we've seen the highlights back. First goal, uh, first goal, it's just a long free kick in the box, Callum. You think, you know, is that goalkeepers, is it defenders? Someone just, just clear that, win the header. It's uh, won by the Molder player, headers it across goal, and then it's a free header at the back post. Like you say, just, we just should be doing better, Callum, yeah? Yeah, someone's got to take charge there. Baldan's gone, but he's not really gone. He's gone over to that side. Yeah. There's a, a lot of Hibs bodies back there. Mm-hmm. None of them takes charge to header away. And it's a simple header back across goal. Yeah. I mean, to be fair to the boy, he does really well to get it back across goal. Leaves it on an absolute plate. Yeah. Molder goal one nil up and it's just up against it. Yeah. Uh, 2-0 came, Callum. And this, this goal probably annoyed me the most, if I'm honest. Boy breaks from midfield. He just jogs past two or three tackles. Um just not good enough and then it's a it's a little through ball I think it's in behind Ambrose, it was Ambrose. yeah it's a little sort of stab finish and the boy taps it in in an empty net when it goes past Laidlaw but I mean surely a more experienced player in Europe when the boy's breaking from midfield you just pull his jersey back and take the hit with a yellow card Cal. yeah you know it's just away, but even then Ambrose just lets him walk away from him uh, and it's just, it's actually Bogdan, not Laidlaw. Oh, sorry, sorry Bogdan, yeah. Stabs yeah. it past, simple tap in. But Hibbs had a couple of chances before it went to 2 0. You know, Malin had a shot from range. The one that gets flashed across yeah, goal. McLaren puts it across goal. Yeah. No takers because you're kind of wanting Jamie McLaren to be in that situation. Yeah. yeah. Boyle does the same. It's sort of cleared half off the line. And then Moyle, uh, sorry, Malin puts a ball over the top and a Boyle and he just gets it all wrong. Yeah. And puts it over the top, and you're just thinking it's just not Hibs night. Yeah, yeah. And then the third goal came. It was the this one down to bad luck. The shot that gets blocked right up in the air, and then the Molder player reacts first, takes a touch, takes a touch, and then just smashes it past Bogdan. I mean, I suppose we could probably put it down to bad luck, but you could also say their player reacts faster than yeah. than any Hibs defender. There was probably plenty of Hibs players in the box that could have reacted just as quick. So, but. You know, I suppose the block may have taken everyone, you know, by surprise. So I think, I think it looked as if Hibs had almost down tools after. Yeah. Was it? There was a ball into the box from FA, very deep. Stevenson does really well to get on the end of it and play it back across goal. McLaren gets ahead onto it, comes back off the post. Yeah. And I think the Hibs players just sort of went, "Fuck, <laughs> it's not our night." That's not our night. But hey, I think as we said earlier, you know, I, I think Hibs. We had to really go over there with probably a lead. We say we couldn't, we didn't want to concede, but when you see how the game panned out at home and we hit the crossbar, had another couple of chances, we really probably had to go over there, Callum, with a, maybe a 2 0 lead to, to have a chance. When you looked at Molda's home form eh, over the past couple of games, you know, I said last week, 2 5 1 wins in a row, 16 goals in four games. 
they had their main boy Haaland back. I think they got two of the goals. Two of the goals. So I mean, we did have we're up against it, but Callum, just finally on sort of Hibs in in Europe. Good, good, good pre-season for us. Good preparation for the season ahead. Absolutely, I take nothing away from the performances of Hibs in Europe. Was Molda a game too far? Probably, but having seen what Zenit did to Minsk in the second leg. Absolutely thumping them 8-1. <laughs> a I'm, bit of a blessing in I'm, disguise. I'm looking at that going, Christ, imagine what they would do to a Hibs back line playing like that away from home in Europe. So, you know, you, you take you take that. It did well for the coefficient. And, you know, thank you very much. But that'll do us, you know. And a bit of a moneymaker as well. I think oh, we'll, we'll get, get a, a good... I think more than just a couple hundred thousand. I'm not quite sure the figure, but I think I've seen maybe seven hundred thousand pounds quoted. So, listen, that's that's maybe why we'll go on to Hibs transfers. We'll be able to bring in bring in some players this week. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So maybe using that money money wisely. So a bit more upbeat though. It was a bit afraid on Sunday, Callum, um, and we'll we'll go to Easter Road. It was Hibs three, Ross County two, and um, as ever when when Hibs are Hibs playing, it's it's an entertaining game. What what was your your summary of it, Cal? Oh, I thought it was going to be tough because of the exertions in Europe during the week. Mm -hmm. Ross County have started the season very well. Said on the podcast last week that I fully expected Hibs to come through the tie, and they duly did. I think good character from the team to go behind twice. Yep. Keep going and then to pop up in the last minute with a winner. Uh, some really good play from Hibs, mm-hmm. despite the fact that there was a few bodies out there that pretty much played every single uh, game for us so far this season. Yep. Boyle, Ambrose, yeah, and Stevenson. Yeah, Hibs battered them. Yeah, it, it may have been three-two the final score, but not a chance it should have been that. Yeah, Hibs absolutely battered them. I think when you watch it back, there's very little chances for Ross County, um, other than other than the two goals. Um, there was changes to Hibs side, Callum, as, as we probably expected. Uh, you know, young Scott Martin came in, um, Hyman, Shaw, uh, and and the impressive Horgan. We'll come to him. We'll come to him in a little bit, Callum. Um, you touched on Hibs character uh, just in your summary there. What impressed me, obviously, was we went behind twice, but only took us, you know, five and six minutes to get back on level terms. So that that probably. Um, does show character and, and it and it shows that you know when we do concede we group together we go again and, and, and we manage to get quick goals back if we if we sort of quickly go through the goals Callum the first goal for Ross County bad luck uh, yes and no because it's a free kick in the box yeah um, Effie gets a good header on it to mm-hmm. be fair but Michael Garden sitting at the edge of the box completely unmatched and hits it well, gets a very good connection on it, goes through a rash of bodies and ends up in the back of the net. A couple of deflections, I think, on the way through. But I think I actually watched it. I think someone is actually on them when the ball's kicked, Callum. I can't work out who it is, but they spin back into the box, maybe to try and pick up the second ball in the box. But at least, I think there's actually two players free at the edge of the box for Ross County. So, yeah, probably avoidable, but two deflections. It's probably a bit bit, bit unlucky as well. Uh, like I said, it only took five minutes later, Callum, uh, to make it 1-1. And, well, Horgan um, showing great persistence on the wing, Callum, and what a delivery. Oh, great ball in. Great ball in. He has certainly started very well yep. after his move from Preston. Really good ball in. It was a menace all game, really. And David Gray, well, he can score headers. Yeah, That's... and a good header than that. He got a really well at the back post and Powerful header back across goal. Um, from there, Hibs really kicked on, Callum. Um, Scott Fox with a, a couple of saves, one from one-on-one, another from the edge of the box. And then it went to the second half. And it was a, a good save from, from Laidlaw from a, from a free kick. Yeah, really good save. There's, he's got that frame. Yep. He's about 19 foot tall. <laughs> so he should be getting to those, but does well to tip it over the top. And for a guy that might see his game time limited this season mm-hmm. in the games that he's come in, and played, he's done well. He's, he's shown that Lennon has a few options yeah. in goals because Bogdan looked a bit shaky. He's come onto a game, and who knows what state Marciano's going to be in when he comes back. Yeah, I, I mean, you think Laidlaw's, Laidlaw's a third choice goalkeeper, but he's 
he's had a lot of game time uh, at Hibs first team level. You know, and you think he's played away in Bromby. Um, you know, he's played league games. He's played in, in, in the SPL in games. So, you know, he's he's done he's done he's done really well. And you know, I look at even today. I know it isn't related to Edinburgh football, but Manchester City. You know, Ederson. For him. No, no, no. That's it. Well, they might, they might be because believe it or not, Claudio Bravo's ruptured his ankle, Callum. They've got Ederson, and now as a first-team goalkeeper, but they've now got an under twenties as, as their as their as now their, their sub goalie. If Ederson gets injured, then it's an absolute rookie. And so, listen, you know, Marciano's injured at the, mo- at the moment. I understand he's coming back. Bogdan, he's he's had a little niggle. So, Hibs are in a decent place to have a third choice goalkeeper in Laidlaw. So, listen, promising signs, and long may that continue. Uh, but Hibs then did fall behind Callum, and it was um, well. You know, we've read the reports coming out. Lennon telling Ambrose to stop making mistakes. We've spoken about it a few times in the podcast so far about Ambrose and his mistakes, Callum, and that was that just that just. Uh... I can't defend him there. Uh, I think for the majority of the time, I've certainly been in Ambrose camp, uh, but no, he doddles on the ball. No. <laughs> Ross Kent playing that in and he just he clatters him. Yeah, what, what amazed me the most was the amount of time it took the referee to get it. Yeah, because Hibs were able to sort of clear the ball and then well the ball sort of spun back. I think like, it maybe spun back to, to one of our players and we cleared it. I think I can't remember, but you're right. It was like four or five seconds and then the ref went ref. That is a stone wall. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of oh wait, has FA got away with that? No, yeah, no. Stonewall penalty and a good finish. Yeah, um, was it Mullen? Mullen, yeah, lots of power behind it. He just went for power rather than placement, and it and it was a uh, Laidlaw couldn't react react quick enough. Not long after that, though, Callum, there was a sort of another half chance for for Ross County. It was a shot from sort of the angle. Laidlaw decides to parry it, and he manages to gather the rebound. But that could easily have could easily have gone in, and we find ourselves three one down. Much would have been over the course disastrous. of the game. It would have been disastrous, exactly. But you know, like I say, it only took six minutes to get to get back on level terms again. It was a Stevie Mallon. I, I wouldn't have said it was a, a wonder strike by any means. I think Scott Fox is probably unsighted. But yeah, I think you. Yeah. But listen, it's another goal for Mallon from midfield, from 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 range, and um, well, long may that can that long may that continue. Yeah. But probably for me, goal of the game, ninety first minute, um, from the impressive, impressive Horgan and Callum. Um, can can you describe the goal for me? Yeah, he picks it up about thirty yards out. Drives in, gets it on his favoured left foot, just curls one into the bottom corner. Yeah. Some start to his Hibs career, goal and an assist on his home debut. Yeah. And very promising signs that he'll come in and fill the void left by Brandon Barker. Yeah. Which he was a massive player for Hibs last season. When he was so, fit. Uh, yeah, well, obviously. So hopefully Horgan, hopefully Horgan stays fit. But so, so it seems a really good bit of business, Callum, with, with Horgan. Um, and he'll be he'll be someone, you know. He's got himself into um, Martin O'Neill's head for for Republic of Ireland. So we've seen the guy that's not coming up here for an easy ride. But we've seen the guy that's wanting to kick on and try and get more national caps. So as long as he, you know, as long as he keeps performing like that, I'm really, I'm really happy. If he keeps performing like that, he'll probably be at Celtic one year. It's we won four start. million and they'll only offer one point eight, so it won't. <laughs> we'll have to wait for January in a year and a half. Time. Nothing, yeah, um, I'm just gonna just just discuss the final point of Ross County, but also looking back over the goals that Hibs have conceded. Callum, are we unlucky, or are we just not defending well enough? That's a it's a bit of both. It's a bit of both. I think the Tony Watt goal that's in Johnston, mm-hmm. that's unlucky. But avoid the ball the, with Malin again. Yeah, that's it. So you there's know. there's sort of there's a little bit of bad luck involved, but also if Hibs do what they should be doing, then those chances don't come about. So well, do, do, you, do you put it down to maybe Hibs just maybe being quite expansive when we've got the ball? We we do open the park up, so maybe when we do concede goals, our back three are left a little bit, you know, maybe a little bit exploited, or is it? Are we just putting it down to just individual errors? You know, I'm going to put it down to a lot of games over a short period of time, and Hibs will improve as the season goes on when it goes down to just one game a week. One game a week. That's, okay, 
So, so, yeah, I mean, we got the job done, the bet, Fred. We're, we're through the next round. Um, and, listen, it could have been a bit of a banana skin. Ross County had a bit of form in the first division. So, um, we will now move on to the other bet, Fred, game, Callum, which involved Hearts. And they came through 1-0. But they were pretty fortunate, were they not? Yeah, I think it's always hard to follow up a victory against either side of the old front because you you never know what the team's going to be like. They give so much in that first game, that performance. Can they replicate it the week after? So Hearts got a little bit fortunate with the fact that the fixtures threw up them playing Dunfermline, who are in the league below. Yeah. And you could see that they were possibly maybe a little bit off the pace mm-hmm. against Dunfermline, maybe missing Berra, mm-hmm. Lafferty on the bench. Yeah. And... They did enough to win the game, but they got battered for large parts of it. Yeah, and I suppose at the end of the day, they they come away with a one-to-one and a clean sheet. So you know, job done. But it, it wasn't it wasn't the best performance. You know, I, I've watched it back. Um, we'll go through the game. Uh, Mulraney had a really good start. Callum yeah. showing really good pace on that right-hand side. Um, and Uchi really probably should do better. Yeah, I think so. Uchi should be scoring from the ball that Mulraney puts in. Really good pace on that right-hand side for, like we said the other week, a guy that comes in that wasn't playing week in, week out for Inverness, mm-hmm. but is getting game time at Hearts, and he's certainly utilising his opportunity that he's got really fast. Is it just showing maybe why he only got 14 goals last season? Or are we, you know, I know he's young. Are, did he maybe hit a little bit of a purple patch when he first came into the Hearts, the Hearts team? And are we maybe is he maybe starting to maybe show... He's not really a goal scorer. He's more just a sort of a battering ram that brings other players into play. Well, he might be that link-up man, but I think he will chip in with goals over the season. I think it's a bit harsh to judge him on one sort of mistake against them. Well, not mistake, one missed opportunity against them. Firmly, yeah, I don't think he had the best game though. I think if he's going to be scoring week in week out, then he probably would be too good for Hearts. But yeah, so- he's he started well and. He's still very impressive. Still early days, and like you say, he's probably still adapting to, to the Scottish game. So we'll give him time, but you know, hasn't scored and hasn't scored for a couple of games. So we'll just keep an eye on that. Yeah, but it was Dunfermline who created the next next best chance, next best chance, Callum. It was a shot off inside the post, which could easily have yeah easily have gone in, and and, and you go one 0 down. So you know, and, and to be honest, the rest of the half pretty end to end, but yeah. no real quality. I think so. I think. We mentioned last week that Elbak Tui and Miles Hippolyte mm. would be the big danger men for Dunfermline. And it was proven because Elbak Tui was <clears throat> at the heart of everything good that Dunfermline were doing. He mm-hmm. was the one that was causing Hearts so much problems. I think yeah. He hit the post. He had Zlamo scrambling a couple of times. Zlamo had a fantastic game. We'll get on to that later. But... I think Dunfermline started really well, but mm-hmm. decision-making let them down. There was a couple of times that Hippolyte went for a shot from about 25 yards where yes. they had a man over on yes. the left-hand side. Yes. And I'm not saying that they would have scored, but yeah. play him in and see what happens. Yeah. And it was just that if they'd been a little bit smarter, they probably would have been Hearts, but Hearts were the smarter team. Dug in. I, thought, I suppose the second half, Callum, and it was a little bit of the Zlam, I'll show if I'm honest. Um, we start with, with the first real opportunity the second half, Callum. It's an unbelievable piece of play from Elbak Tui with, with a sort of overhead kick or sort of, you know, scissor kick, sort of scissor kick overhead kick type, type technique. And it was a, a really, really good save from Zlam, but it was a first of many. I think a couple of chances then then sort of came to Fernland's way at my, Hughes goes off at half-time, Callum Herring moves back into centre-half. I'm just going to touch on this briefly at the moment. We're going to discuss it later after we recap the game, but Herring just didn't look as impressive at centre-half, Callum, and the Fremont were starting to create a few... Yeah, he gave the ball away at one point, and Suter was forced to put in a challenge, which another day, another referee might have seen that as a red card, because it was a free run through on goal. Yeah. So Suter picks up the book and gets him out of jail there, but I don't know if it's the curse of the podcast, having <laughs> spoken so highly about Peter Herring 
and every single time we've seen him, to now all of a sudden, oh, that's that's the first sort of uh, crack that's appeared. I suppose though, I'll, I'll come, I'll, I'll leave the hymns now. But we'll come back to it. But it didn't take long. Hearts obviously did take the lead, Callum, and was probably their their main piece of or the best piece of play in the game from their from their point of view. Ollie Lee from midfield finds himself in the box and a really good finish. Oh, it's a fantastic finish from Ollie Lee. Does well. It's very composed. Doesn't lash at it. Puts it across the keeper into the uh, corner of the net. But what impressed me most about the Hearts goal was Nate Smith went down in the box. I don't think it was a penalty. Mm-hmm. And instead of four or five of the players turning around to the referee and berating him for not giving the penalty, what happens is they win the ball back, the ball gets played into Lee, the corner of the 18-yard box, and he uh, strikes it home. Very good finish. And it was good from Hearts not to just, well, they played to the whistle, as you're, you're always taught when you first start playing, play to the whistle. And instead of shouting and bawling at the referee for the penalty, they played on, got the ball back, and got the, the reward in the end of it. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a good spot. Yeah, I didn't see that myself, so good spot, Callum. A- after that, I suppose Hearts probably just try to shut up shop and just and, and take what they had. But they've got they've really got Zlamal to thank. You know, oh, Hearts man the match. A couple of saves of, of question, or, 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 or sorry, a couple of saves of note. A really nice save, a lofted header from a, from across. Really, really, really good. Yeah, good agility to, to get up and tip it over. But save of the game, yes, probably the striker has to score. Yeah. But it's a fantastic save comes Lama with his legs. Just reacts really well, follows the ball over, gets down well. Goalies Union yourself, you'll be able to mention how good it is, but he, he just, he's in the right place at the right time, makes himself big, doesn't go to the ground early, yeah. and he's there, gets Hearts the win, gets them through in the cup, and I know it's still early to talk about these things, but these are the sort of games that if you want to go on a decent cup run, you have to win, you have to dig out, and Hearts have come through that. Yeah. And if if you asked Hearts fans at the start of the game, would they have taken a 1-0? Yeah, they probably would have liked it to be in more comfortable circumstances. But they're through to the next round and they did what was needed. Yeah, I think, like you say, games like that, away from home, you're under the cosh. It's when you need your goal to step up. And um, listen, hats off to them. And like you say, the save with the legs at the end, you could easily have just let that ball get cut back and then watch it get hit into the, hit into the net. Um, he could have maybe committed at the cross. He could have just committed at the dive, but no, he stays big. You know, some people just say oh, the ball just hit him, but he has to put himself in that position. Ah, he has to get the there to get hit by the ball. Absolutely. So listen, that's a good sign for Hearts away from home. Tough place to go. They're Fairmont. They've got good good players in attack in, in attacking areas, and they come away from a quick with a clean sheet. But we'll, we'll just quickly go back to to Hayden Callum. I suppose one side of it. It sounds like we're caning the guy here, but he well, just. You are. Well, I am. But I'm, I'm going to defend him slightly, thinking. I'm just thinking he's preparing the game. I'm playing centre midfield today. I'm going to keep my momentum going. But then I suppose Hughes at half time goes off injured, or goes off, sorry, we don't know if he's injured, but he goes off as a tactical, I don't know. And then Herring then goes back into the uh, centre half. So perhaps. That's it. He's taking a bit of time, perhaps, to just adjust to going back to centre half. First time he's played there, first time he's played with Suter. Yeah. Uh, well, first time he's played there for Hearts, and takes takes a little bit of time to to get there. Totally. Mentally, he's gone into a game to prepare. I'm playing centre mid, and then suddenly I'm chucked in the centre half again. It must be difficult to, to to try and just change that mindset because it's an entirely different position. So, but I suppose we'll come on to transfers uh, after this. But maybe another sign that Hearts do need a defender, and and they have done that. And we'll, we'll, we'll touch we'll touch on that uh, uh, shortly. But there's one thing I want to say, Cal. I'm probably a bit humorous, but the highlight of the highlight of the game. Oh my god! I'm, I'm watching the highlights. <laughs> so I'm going to paint the picture, right? I'm watching the highlights, and it's gone back to my. I, I'm playing FIFA, right? I'm playing FIFA, and I'm getting beat. And I've pressed triangle with Robinson, and I'm just going on a goalie run. Yeah. I could not believe what I was watching. It just when when he came out the box, I thought, right, he's going to shell it. And then he got about thirty yards, and I was like. Okay. Shall I? <laughs> and he gets to the corner of the, the centre circle. Okay. And then he ends up on the halfway line and just shells it. And I was like, what is going on here? <laughs> watching that in, uh, in the girls, 
What's, what's the goalie doing? I honestly thought that it just changed to like, I thought, honestly thought I was watching FIFA. I, I, couldn't, oh. I couldn't believe it. So if you haven't seen it, just please watch this. The highlights are, are, are on, are, are online. Go and have a look because I've never seen anything like oh, it. It's an absolute Rangers TV. But moment. you know, there's people in the stands. Just going, what's the goal today, Tom? What's the keeper doing? Kick the ball! I don't see it. Just <laughs> Dunfermline fans going, what's he doing? Yeah. What's he doing? Uh, but listen, they listen, got away with it. They did, they did. Well, but, listen, end of the day, Hearts, they got the job done, clean sheet. The momentum keeps going. And it's it's another win, so they they can look forward. They can look forward now to the weekend. Uh, well, quickly, what we'll see. Hibs are obviously at home to Aberdeen. Callum, it's going to be a tough game for Hibs, no doubt. Uh, but they've had a week now of rest, so you know we've got to be thinking three points. If we really want to set a set a, a marker down, Hibs have to be looking at three points. Absolutely, yeah. Fun, uh, sorry, Aberdeen's games this season they. Did the two games with Burnley, one each. Very impressive results yes. going down to Tough Moor, considering they played the seventh best team in the world, were from the best league in the world. So, <laughs> fantastic result for them. Unfortunately, they went out, but they drew one all with Rangers, despite the fact that Rangers were down to 10 men for yep. 80 odd minutes. Yep. Then they beat uh, Dundee at Dens Park and they thumped St Mirren in the Betfreds. So, yeah, they've had a very good result against St Mirren, but... Mixed bag in the league so far. Realistically, and... Yeah, it's at Easter Road. Yeah. And Hibs should be... If Hibs are serious about challenging for seconds or potentially higher, who knows, then they have to go for it. Yeah. It has to be three points. I'd like say it's probably the first time Hibs for a week to prepare for a game, so that, that, that should hopefully put us in, in, a, in a better position. Uh, but it's going to be... It, it's going to be a tough game. You know, at the end of the day... Aberdeen have gone away to, to Turf Moor and got a draw over 90 minutes. So it's going to be tough. But, you know, we, we gave Aberdeen a bit of a do in the last season at home. Um, so I'd probably say, I'd, would you take a point maybe? But if you really want to set a marker down, it, it probably has to be three. Hibs 2-1 right now. Hibs 2-1. Okay. Parks, Callum, they've got a, I think they've got a difficult game. Kilmarnock away, not easy. But on that note, it's the surface that they're playing on. That's, yeah, Astro is brutal. You saw what happened to Jamie Murphy, ruled out for the season today, on Kelly's pitch. Yeah, just, just on Sunday there, you know, and, and Hearts can't afford to lose key players for the season. No. Uh, you know, and well, no one really can, but it's that risk. Do you, do you risk certain players on this surface? I know Steve McLean... Apparently didn't play an AstroTurf when he was at St Johnston. I know he played against Hamilton, but you know, no, now I'm, now I'm sort of got, going on and on here. But Lafferty's now away, so you're thinking if they don't bring a forward in, McLean probably has to play, and you're, you're now risking boys, you know, over ninety minutes. And I, I think Craig Levine's got some real, you know, real, a real job in his hands for this weekend, and it's not going to be easy, easy this weekend against Kilmarnock. So, and also, no better. No Berra, no Lafferty. Yeah. But, touched on it, Hearts have brought in a young boy from Burnley. Was it Jimmy Dunn? James Dunn? Yeah. Centre half. Yeah, he's very young. He's only 20 year old, I think. But, he played last year back into Stanley, second half of the season, 20 yep. appearances. They won the league. Yeah. And, that's, that's playing in a team that have had to go pressure games and get three points. Yeah. So, for a, despite being the fact that he's young, he's not played that many games, he knows uh, big game mentality, etc. So he'll know what he's walking into here. Yeah. Probably not with the surface of the pitch, but nope. he'll he'll certainly know the environment he's going yeah. into. Yeah, the, the environment of the game. Uh, Callum, so on Kilmarnock, me, if I make a prediction, I'm probably saying it's going to be a tight game. I, I can't see... I can't see a 4-1 again in Astro and Hearts' favour. I, I can't see that. I'm thinking probably, if I'm honest, a goal either way or, or a score draw. That, that's probably my prediction. And I know that's sitting in the fence because I've sort of covered all three, but I think if Hearts win, I'm looking at 1-0, 2-1. But Kamarnik, on the other hand, could easily easily do the same. I think Hearts, what did we say? Seven points in the first three games? When yeah, we said that, we said that three, three, three episodes ago. 
when we looked at the looked at the fixtures when you had Celtic thrown in there, if they can go three from three, unbelievable. But seven points from the first three games, I think that's a really good start to the season. I think I think it is. I was speaking to one of my friends today, he's a Hearts fan, and he was saying, yeah, I'd take seven points from the start of the season, especially given the fact that Lafferty's now gone yeah. and Berra's out injured, of course. All those, all those new transfers yeah. coming in as well. Come on at this season, they beat St Johnston, first game of the season 2-0, they've drawn 0-0 with Livingston, and then they got uh, thumped off Rangers 3-1 in the Betfred. So, mm. very much bag for them. Yeah. I think Hearts can go up there and win. Last season, they started off winning at uh, Rugby Park, and Goncalves got the goal in a 1-0 win. Mm. And I think as long as they keep Chris Boyd quiet, they have a chance mm-hmm. because it doesn't matter. I think in 30 years from now, Chris Boyd will still be buying goals in for Kilmarnock. <laughs> That's just what's is absolutely evergreen at this moment in time. And if they keep him quiet, they've got the players going forward. Yeah. And yeah, Kim Rock, Hearts winning up. Hearts winning up. Hearts winning up. Sorry, <laughs> I thought it was a strange scoreline you just said. Uh, Callum, we spoke about them, so we, we mentioned Jimmy Dunn. Uh, we're going to sort of transfers now, just briefly, because we're sort of getting to the end of the window now. Hearts, this week, they brought in brought in Jimmy Dunn. That's obviously just to combat the, the better injury. It's in a six-month loan. 20-year-old, as you said. Was I tried to look up a bit more information about him. All I could really find was was last season. He went on loan to Atkinton for the second part of the season. He got promoted, um, and he's got one cap for Republic of Ireland. So, listen, we'll see how he does. They needed bodies in. It now means they've got a centre half. Hayden could go back into midfield. You know, you've got John Suter like John Suter alongside him. Somebody who's played a lot of games in, in Scotland. Young, yeah, but they could probably easily form a good partnership. But then Hughes is going to be there as well to, to offer guidance. So let's we'll see how that pans out. They've reacted quickly. They've got someone in, and you'll have this week with it with a team to get gelled in. So listen, it's probably a decent bit of business, but time will tell. It's difficult to say at this at this time. But I suppose more importantly about, about Hearts transfers, the touching that they are, Lafferty now confirmed to Rangers. I'm not going to bore you with the, the rumours of price, Calm, because there's like a £1 million. Oh my God. It's, <laughs> it's, I've seen fees ranging from 300000 to £1.3 million. Yeah, it's just, So who if knows? We, we sort of split the difference in maybe, say, 650000 700 who knows? But I think they'll use a lot of that, well, they'll use some of that to bring in the boy that they've got in the pre contract from to please Davy Vanacek. Vanacek. Yeah. We'll, we'll say Vanacek. God yeah. knows how to pronounce it at this moment in time. And my only I'm gonna come in there, Cam. My only because I'm gonna ask you a question. My only concern about Hearts frontline at the moment is Vanacek, okay, six foot four. Now I've not got the stats of all heart strikers and their height, but I'm th- I'm guessing McLean must be six one, six two, six three ish, roughly. I'm looking at Uchi, probably the same. Now that's almost like plan A for Hearts is big men up front. Do Hearts need to bring someone in more than just Vanacek? If they get Vanacek in, okay, that's somebody maybe to replace Lafferty because Lafferty's quite big in structure as well. Um, but, you know, if I'm playing Hearts and I know that every man is big, I've got nothing really else to worry about. If I can, if I can win Heathers, if I can just win the battle, there's nobody else coming on that's offering anything different, Callum. He puts Naismith further forward. Okay, I suppose I suppose that's an option. So <laughs> fair enough. Or, or you give the young boy Curry a chance. What I'm trying yeah. to say is, do you think Levine goes into the market now and looks for now a, a Jamie McLaren type, someone a bit smaller, a bit of pace, an 18-yard box type player, or do you think it's just going to be I've got Plan A of big men up front and I'll just play one and hopefully one just does a job. Well, as always happens with winner. Big player leaves, rumours going abound, and Twitter's definitely not the place to look out for them. But I saw players ranging from Stevie Fletcher to um, Lauren Shankland being linked with Hearts today. And I think Lauren Shankland would certainly be a risk, but he's got goals in 40 goals in 41 appearances for Air, mm-hmm. nine and five so far this season. He's brilliant. I suppose I suppose the only issue I think with that is Ayer will Ayer wouldn't want to lose him at this form he's showing. They've only got them what if they get him. Let's just say Hearts get him in tomorrow. But Ayer have got a week to get somebody in. Yeah, obviously. Uh, I mean, obviously Ayer won't want to lose him. But no. 
money talks at that level. True, true. And Hearts go and get him and yeah, that is a risk because he's not played at this level for a few years. He was at Aberdeen when he was younger, but yeah, who who's to say that he would replicate that form? But mm-hmm. is that worth a risk? Yeah, I'm just thinking, you know, just a, just my personal opinion. I just think Hearts maybe should look at just something a little bit different. Even if they get a check in, still look at something a little bit different. You know, someone that can just offer you something else. Um, because some, you know, you read reports with defenders. I think I, I read something about about Porteous. Uh, you know, like Hibs. He likes playing against people that are like the same height, the same sort of. They want to win headers and they want a battle. He likes that because it's a battle. Whereas if somebody's small, it's difficult to mark. You know, a, a bit smaller. How, how do you? And it's like if you go hard against a smaller guy, they go down. It's free kicks. So you, you have to play against them differently. So I'm just thinking, you know, maybe something to think about for for Levine and, and Hearts fans. Perhaps go forward something different. But we'll just quickly touch on Hibs transfers, Callum. I've been impressed with Hibs Hibs window. We lost quite a lot of players. Obviously, we speak about McGinn and McGeoch and, and other players. Barker. We've lost a lot of midfielders. And um, if I'm honest, personally, I'd like maybe another defender in just to shoot. Maybe yes. not not necessarily shoot up the defence, but no, I'd like another centre half. Absolutely. But when I go through it, Callum, what I'm impressed at is it's not just loans. We've made statements and we've signed players. You know, we've signed Horgan. We've signed Malin. You know, Horgan's a three-year deal. Malin's a four-year deal. Yeah. You know that that's Camberry signed. Uh, and this guy, I don't know a lot about him. Milligan signed. Mark Milligan. Yeah, we tried to get him. I think we tried to get him maybe a season or two ago. Couldn't get wages sorted. Perhaps a Europa Europa League runs maybe offered that now. But listen, this is a guy that's he's got a decent reputation. Seventy-one caps for Australia. Played every game at the World Cup. I'm not saying that that automatically makes him an absolute world beater, but yeah. it gives him a certain pedigree because he's won caps for his country. He's played at World Cups, so. Yeah, he's a guy that will slot into the Hibs midfield. We can also play centre half, which well, I guess, well, yeah. if he has the same impact at Hibs as Haring did at Hearts, you don't want to drop uh, an influential midfielder yes. back into the back three just because they can play there. Yes, yeah. And then if I just look at the loans, Callum, um, Hyman comes in on loan. Listen, he's got SPL experience already with Rangers. Um, so we'll see how that pans out. Hibs has had a decent enough start so far, Callum. He's, he's looked pretty impressive. Yeah, right on. Yeah, uh, we've signed, oh, I'm going to struggle with this one, uh, Agiapong from, from Manchester Agiapong. City. Yeah. My, my understanding is he's absolutely rapid. So we'll see how that yep. pans out. So absolutely we, we no know. idea what he's like. We don't know. So listen, if he's at Man City, he must, he's going to have abilities. So we'll see how that goes. And we've obviously brought in uh, Bogdan uh, and Jamie McLaren come back on loan as well. So if McLaren, okay, he's not scored yet, but if he can find the form that he, he had last season, then Hibs are looking decent in that, in that front area. I'm going to end this little bit on on Hibs and Hearts, Callum. Just if we're probably going to say four players have mentioned quite a lot in the podcast so far, um, four young players that have shown a lot of promise so far, and they've been rewarded. They've all been called up for Scotland 21s. I just wanted to recognise that, Callum. And I couldn't believe when I seen Stephen Mallon as one of them players. I, yeah. I couldn't believe he was still eligible for 21s. But that's we'll go through it, Callum. Shaw, you know, at the time was it two two goals in two games in the yeah, league. So he's had a good start to the season. Deserves his call up. Ryan Poches, he's absolutely rock solid. I will, I think he's fantastic. There's, I would run out of superlatives to describe how good he is. Yeah. Stevie Malin, yeah, great, solid start to the season. Scores goals for fun from outside the box. And then John Souter. This is the one that surprises me. Not mm-hmm. because I don't think he deserves to be in the squad, yeah. but I'm surprised that he's in the under 21 squad. Because Scotland have a couple of games coming up against Belgium and Albania. Yeah. One's if, a friendly as well, why not? If, if you're looking at the centre-halves at the moment, Scott McKenna, yeah, I think he deserves it. He's a very good player. Jack Kendry, anyone out there, unless they're wearing sort of... Hoops. Ah, hoops. I was going to say green and white tinted glasses, but I can't imagine his one's been too disagreeable about this. But Suter should play in front of Hendry at... In, for Scotland. So if Hendry's in the full squad, why is Suter not in the full squad? Yeah, and I know that totally Scott right. Gemmell is looking at him as he's the captain of the under-21s, he doesn't want to lose him, but yeah, I think the natural progression, he's good enough to be playing yeah. week in, week out for Scotland, and he should be given the opportunity to. Yeah. Unless, unless, like you say, maybe it is because he's captain and maybe they are trying to build... You know, a bit of momentum at 21's level to to then 
you know, if the 21s keep getting better, then naturally they're going to filter into the first team. So maybe they are just not rushing players into the first team. But like you say, when you look at it, if Hendry goes, why is not Suter going? But that's not our, that's obviously not, no, not our decision to make. No, but, but, but listen, at the end of the day... It's clear why, because one plays for Celtic and one plays for Hearts. But, you know, end of the day, listen, the Embry Football Podcast, we've got four young boys all playing 21s level, so I thought it was worth recognition and, and I wish them all the best when, when those games come up. Okay, that's that's Hibs and Hearts, Callum. We now go to Edinburgh City. We sat here last week and we, and we said that if they were to get sort of two wins in the first three games when, when they played Stirling Albion at the weekend, it'd be a really good start to the season. We mentioned that Stirling were winless and goalless before coming into the game against Edinburgh City and they'd really want to kick on. And it was, uh, in the end, a, a comfortable win for Edinburgh City, Cal. Yeah, very good result for them. I think they battered them in the first half. Mm-hmm. Had a couple of chances. Realistically, should have been one nil up. Blair Henderson with a penalty, but unfortunately, it was very much like his penalty against Albion Rovers. But the keeper gets right, and it's a comfortable save for the goalie. He actually had a very good game as the Albion keeper. Yeah, very. Yeah. Um, but City deserved their win. They were very good in the first half, and realistically, should have should have gone in a goal up. Mm-hmm. At least, yeah. I think you know when you look at the chances. I think Henderson had a header. In fact, he had two headers actually. One was sort of def- a sort of reaction header, and the goal uh, managed to gather it. Yeah, he missed a penalty, and then Balotelli had a header that went onto the roof of the net. Something I picked up though, Callum. I don't know. If maybe I'm going mad, but I think Henderson's every penalty goes. He goes left, then right, then left, and then right. I, I just picked it up when I watched the highlights. Albion Rovers. I think he went to the goalie's right. He then scored against. Was it Albion Rovers again from the penalty? Again, yeah. He then went to the goalie's left, and then this one. I think this one. That. I got it mixed Wait, up, but yeah. but he's gone. He's got. He's changed right. the way he's gone each time. So maybe I'm just giving away his secret. So if you are listening, <laughs> Blair, maybe you need to start um, just looking at that. But he was disappointed because that was against one of his old teams. So he was disappointed that, that he's managed to miss that. But it was no at half time, and uh, like you say, City were probably disappointed to go in. No, 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 no. But the second half, Callum, and it didn't take long for, for City to take the lead through the penalty spot from, from Scott Shepard. He took it, he made it, and he took it. Did you think it was a penalty? Seen them given. The classic, yeah, the guy sort of nudges him in the back. But was there enough for him to go down in that fashion? Hey. The, the, the defender, it's poor defending, isn't it? It's let yeah. Shepard get, get goal side of him, and, and he's sort of just... I think Shepard sort of put the brakes on a little bit and, and sort of the defender sort of bundled him a little bit. Like he, you say, he invites he invites the push. It's good centre forward play. Yeah. He dusts himself back. Uh, so he gets up, dusts himself down, and slots home the penalty to yeah. give City the lead. And deserved it at that. But Stone Albion actually managed to get their first league goal of the season, Callum. Probably from their point of view, they'll see it as a really good goal. Um, it was a very good goal. Ember City will probably look at it and go and. Could so have, avoidable. So avoidable. Could we have stopped the cross? Could we have, when the ball came into the box, went in that sort of, listen, it was a decent ball in. It goes in that area between Antel and the centre halves, and then I think McIntyre at the back post. And I think he made it switched off a little bit, didn't he? He let the boy, I think it was Stuart that scored. Stuart, yeah, but experienced. Stuart just comes in on, on the sort of, on the blind side of, of McIntyre, if I remember correctly, and, and then puts it in the back post. That's a good striker play. He gambles at the back post, but I think Emory City would be disappointed with that goal. But, that's a decent character. Um, they could have actually gone two on down. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, M- McDonald uh, with a free kick, probably the only place he was going to score in, in, in yeah. that area. Given the, around the wall, get some amount of curl on it. Though, a, probably too much curl. Ah. actually, too much curl. But listen, Antil does really well. If he goes to catch it, it probably takes it, it into the net. I think it actually sort of deceives Antil with the amount of curl because he's thinking, right, I'm there, and then he has to sort of react well and just. He does everything to keep it out. Close it out. And then defenders yeah. do their job and have his back and get that cleared away. But, yeah, it was some save and some free kick. He might have actually been thinking, that, I remember there's quite a lot of players in the box, he might be thinking this actually might be a cross. Uh, so, listen, he's done really well to go in. If it had gone in, I mean, it goes in probably two yards from the post. You're probably like, where's the goalie? But, listen, he's got across really well and he's clawed it out and it's, it's a really good save at a good time because... You know, if they then go two one down, they're thinking, "What is going on?" Yeah. So listen, very good save at an important time. And then for me, City took the lead. What a header from Balotelli! 
Yeah, thumping. That is thumping. A, that is aggression, isn't it? That is. I think he almost injured himself in after the fall to Heather because he goes right over the top of the Sterling Alien defender and lands on his back, but he just gets up and no one's winning that ball other than Conrad yeah. Alatoni. That is great ball in from Graham Taylor, I'm sure it was, and it came in and he just boom, yeah. fantastic header. No one was stopping that. No, really, really good header. And then Callum probably, uh, well, the third goal to wrap it up. A really good run from the mentioned Taylor there. Really good run, really good, really good speed. Uh, got to the byline, flashed across goal, handling, the shot at the back, back post. Listen, he gets it low, he hits it back across goal, and he, he gets probably what he was looking for, deflected off. I don't know who put Jordan it. Allen. Jordan Allen. The guy that gave away the, the second penalty. Oh. Not, not a good day for him in yeah. the couple of ones. Uh, so, sadly. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say it's his fault necessarily. Ball's probably going in anyway, but, you know, hits off him and goes in. So, I deserve three points for Embraer City. I said two wins in the first three games is a really good start, but they've got they've got a tough test this coming week, Callum. They've got Clyde yep. away. Okay. They were one nil up for a period of time there in the bet Fred. They conceded an equaliser in the 95th minute or something yeah. like that. Um, but this is going to be a tough game, tough game for, for Embra City. Clyde's results so far, Callum. They beat Cowden Beef 2-0, first game of the season. They beat Stone Albion 3-0. They lost last week to Peterhead. That's not, not a disgrace. Um, I think McAllister scored. Sure. Not, not surprised, but at the end of the day, they, they, they've got they've got David Goodwill up front. It's going to be a real test for them. Um, I would probably say a point would be a good point result. Would be a very good result for them. I think if they if they can go up there, and Clyde are a good team, bit of a bogey team for them last season. Mm-hmm. But if they can keep Goodwill quiet, if they can just use the final ball well, mm-hmm. then they have a good chance and. I think I would go for a score drop. Score drop, yeah, yeah. I'd, probably, I'd probably agree with that. I'd probably agree with that. But listen, as I said, good start to the season. I think, you know, probably I, I don't expect Ember City to make any any further signings. If they do, then probably come some from left field. But they they put together a decent squad, a really a really good squad to probably try and at least push now for the playoffs. You know, if they don't get playoffs as long as they're in maybe one or two positions from the playoffs. Yeah. And um, they've got depth now up front. We said that was required. They've brought in Liam Henderson again, who they had last season. That offers he can play in a, play a several positions on that left side. And um, they've brought in players from a from a good level. So listen, keep that going. Tough game Saturday, but if they come in with a point, I think it's a really good start, start to the season. Last part, of Callum. We'll go to our sort of lower league teams. It was uh, the football quality. Football Nation Qualifying Cup at the weekend, Callum. And if you can just cover the, the results, the two games there involved our teams. I have to apologise. I said Emory Union didn't have a game, but they did yeah. uh, in that cup. And Callum will cover the scores from that competition. Edinburgh Uni did not fare too well against Stirling Uni. They got thumped 4-1. Mm-hmm. Not a great result for them. But Spartans won 4-2 against Hill of Beef. Mm-hmm. Came through a potential banana skin there. I think I don't know too much about East of Scotland, but a potential banana skin. Yeah, I think you're not wanting to go out at this stage of the competition. 4-2, they went 1-0 down. Uh, they got two penalties, but Patrick from one of your ex-teammates, David Greenhill, and another of your ex-teammates from a David Greenhill corner. Was it William Brenner? William Brenner, yeah. There we go. Uh, and... 4-2 probably could have been more comfortable, better team overall, but just to get through these games at the start of the season, that's what you're wanting because yeah. at this level, they come thick and fast, really. Yeah. Well, they mixed it up a little bit on, on, on Saturday Spartans. Uh, McFarland, he was on the bench. I think Jack Smith was on the bench as well. So they mixed it up a little bit. As I said, potential banana skin, possibly. You know, I think Spartans being champions, being the name that they are and sort of that level of football, Every team wants to beat them, yeah. and I think you know, looking at a junior team that's joined that that sort of the East of Scotland League now, the pyramid system, they're even dying to get a to get a bit of a coup. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, as you said, been asking, but there was a league game, Callum, and civil service, the civil train keeps keeps they rolling, just keep going. The beat Derby Star one 0 mm-hmm. very very early goal. I think Laird yeah. scored and. Long throw, flicked on it near post and headed in. I think from Gary Jordan's time at Edinburgh City, where yep. he was coined 
the Diego Simeone of the London League, the Atletico Madrid, Edinburgh City. Well, they were thinking of being, they were thinking of renaming renaming Edinburgh City at that time as Edinburgh City One. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> the the classic. Other team now. One nil Edinburgh City. Do you get a penalty? And he's definitely taken that <laughs> into his time at civil service. They're sitting top of the league, thirteen points, and. Who knows? If they keep going, they keep winning, they're solid at the back and, you know, fantastic start for them. Yeah, I think I think they were really targeting probably a top, top six, top five finish and the way they've gone about their business so far, they're giving themselves a, a real opportunity to do that. This weekend, Callum, we have all three teams back in action again. We'll start on Friday night. Spartans will travel through to face Cumberland Colts, Callum, and that's going to be a tough game for them it's on a Friday tough game. night. I think... Cumberland showed that they're no pushovers. They had they were really good against Civil, I think, in the first half. Mm-hmm. They probably should have got something out of that game, but Civil ground out the one. Now, as soon as Civil got the first goal, they looked by far the better team. Probably yep. should have gone on to get two or three, but yes. up until the first goal was scored, it was very even. Yes, and I think it's it's a very tough game for Spartans. Yeah, I think uh, you know Cumberland actually they beat Kelty at home this season, um, and also Sean Brown. Um, the striker for Cumberland comes back in. Yeah, I think he was actually missing against civil service. So he's actually a very well-rated uh, player as well. So young, direct, scores goals. So that'll be a test for Spartans' uh, defence. So listen, I think it's going to be a tough game. But again, because of the bit of a slow start to the season they had, that has to be three points. So it'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Also in the league, Callum, you know, Ember Uni have got Gala at, uh, Gal at home, I think you said. Yeah. Um, Listen, it's probably a game they've got to start taking three points now. I think we say they got a good result against Spartans with the draw. Um, but good point up at Edge Sport, but realistically we need to start turning these into wins now. Yeah. So and bounce back from a bit of a horror show in last last Saturday. Yeah. So now you're looking at Gala. They've I know they've had problems at, uh, defensively and goalkeeper. I think Greg Ramos was injured for a couple of games, so they've had a few a few problems defensive uh, defensively in, in the goalkeeper position. So they're going to bounce back. I expect Gala to improve, but it's a game now. Gala, Embra, Uni, probably a similar level. So at home, they've got to start and be turning draws into three points. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. And then lastly, Callum, it's a South Challenge Cup game for, for Civil. They are the holders of that. Yep, beat BSC 2-1 in the final last year. Yeah, I don't know if you've, for those that haven't seen that game back, it's an unbelievable winner in extra time. It's actually an overhead kick from the edge of the box. Oh, no, yeah, I don't know. Listen, I'm making it up. It happened. Uh, and they face Wigton and Wigton and Bladnick, is that right? Yep, whoever they are. Yeah, no so idea. they'll play South of Scotland League. So a bit of an unknown quantity, but nonetheless, they're the holders of the competition. They'll be looking to, to get a good run in that again. So... Uh, we wish them good luck. So that, that's everything from from that level of football, Callum. That's everything I've got to, to to speak about for this week. Another, well, it's a lot longer than I thought it was going to be, but I suppose when they start chucking in transfer talk and things like that, it was going to happen. So, Callum, another great um, episode. That was the Edinburgh Football Podcast. I was Andrew. I've been Callum. And we'll see you next time. The podcast you just heard was published with Anchor. Got something you want to say to the creator of this show? Send them a voice message using the Anchor app, free for iOS and Android.